0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hey, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim and I'm sure you know that I am a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. Today I have with me Kate Benjamin, who is a cat style expert. And Kate is particularly possum because she has taken her love of cats and her love of style to a whole new level and she has written a couple of books. One is called Catification, and the other one is called Catify to Satisfy. And so we have all kinds of things to discuss with Kate today, and I'd like to take a quick moment to hear a word from our sponsors. So we'll be right back with Kate Benjamin Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way. When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagging tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to FearFreePets.com. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. We have Kate Benjamin, cat style expert, with us today. Welcome, Kate. Thank
0: you so much. It's great to be here.
1: So I am so very excited to talk with you because your books are amazing. As a small animal veterinarian talking with cat owners every day about things that make cats' lives better, you put it all in these two books for everybody, and I can't wait to talk about coexisting with cats and being happy and stylish. So I'd like to talk a little bit with you about who people should realize that their cat really is.
0: Yes, this is so important, and this is something that we touch on in the book. So I co-authored both of these books with Jackson Galaxy, the well-known cat behaviorist, and what we did together was we're kind of two sides of the same coin, what we call catification. He brings the behavior side, and I bring the design side. And what that means is we're looking at this from the perspective of both the cat and the cat guardian, because there's been a lot of um, really great writing about environmental enrichment for cats that talk about, you know, what their basic needs are. But we also want to take into consideration the human side as well, because we want people to feel comfortable doing this. We want to give them inspiration and ideas for things that they actually want to do in their home. And that absolutely starts with getting to know your cat. So what we do in the books is we kind of lay out this whole idea of the basic cat instinct, you know, how all cats are hardwired, the fact that they need to climb so that they can get a better perspective of their environment because they're both predator and prey. They need to mark their territory with scratching and with scent, all of these things that they're hardwired to do. But then we guide you through observing your own cat and getting to know their particular preferences. For example, some cats may want to climb up very high and others may be much more comfortable at a lower level. So just maybe table height or the back of the sofa. So you know your cat best or you should. And we encourage people to get to know their cat by really watching them and paying attention. And I think that's a huge piece of this is getting people excited. Excited to pay attention to their cat, get to know their preferences, and then get involved and do something, build something for them, rearrange the furniture, and truly catify their house to cater to those specific instincts.
1: Well, your ideas are so pretty and so attractive. I think that people think that making their house catified is not necessarily going to be stylish and it's not necessarily going to be pretty, but your ideas are absolutely pretty. Thank you. And that's exactly what we were going for. We found a lot of examples
0: that are in both books from our followers, our readers, things that Jackson and I have designed together, other projects I've done with friends and with clients and all of it is supposed to be inspirational because the first thought that most people have is, oh, I don't want my house to look like the crazy cat lady, right? I'm not doing that. And that's what Jackson was running into in his cat behavior consulting business. He would tell people that they needed to do these things, and then they would absolutely ignore him and say, well, there's no way I'm doing that in my house. So, He came to me and said, we've got to work together. We've got to get this to be something that people want to do. So the books are meant to be a completely inspirational, almost like a cookbook of ideas, because everybody has a different decorating style. And so what you want to do is integrate things that fit with what you already have. So everything does not have to be covered in beige carpet. (laughs) I'm here to tell people that. Yes, the cats love the beige carpet covered towers, but there are so many more options today, including DIY and also tons and tons of companies making beautiful climbing shelves, cat trees, beds, scratchers. I've been keeping an eye on... industry basically the cat design industry for 10 years now and I have seen changes in the things that are available out there and it's really exciting because I think that means people are much more interested in doing these things for their cats in their homes and saying this cat is part of a family and this is important to me so I'm willing to do this.
1: I think that it is really important that everybody be happy in a home and we can be happy together. So you mentioned the beige carpet, but cats do need scratching solutions. And you talk about some ideas and some ways to allow cats to act on this very, very natural impulse that they have. Can you go into a little more detail about some of that? Absolutely. Yes. Scratching is such a huge piece
0: of a cat's environment. We actually have an entire chapter dedicated to it in the second book, How to Fight a Satisfy. So the things you want to look for at first are what does your cat prefer to scratch on and where do they prefer to scratch? Because they will tell you, they have already told you by scratching on certain surfaces in your house where you can see Do they like to scratch vertically or horizontally at an angle? And then certain cats prefer carpet, cardboard, maybe sizal rope wrapped around a scratcher. So they're going to have different preferences. So you have to find what works for your cat. And then you can go about finding the best place in your house to put the scratcher. Because scratching for a cat is about two things. First, it's about grooming their nails to get that old nail sheath off and getting a good stretch while they scratch. But it's also about territorial marking, which means they're leaving a visual mark with a scratch, as well as the scent with the scent glands that are between their paw pads. So they want to do these things. They want to mark their territory in areas where you spend the most time. So you want to think about it next to your favorite chair where you watch TV, in the bedroom near the bed where you spend a lot of time, maybe next to your desk. So that's what I've experimented with is really putting these scratching surfaces in those places where your cat, where you spend the most time and where your cat wants to work. In fact, one of my cats just walked up to the scratcher that is next to me at my desk and scratched on it. So that one is in a really great place. And again, it doesn't have to be ugly. There are so many cute scratchers out there these days that either look like architectural or they look like beautiful modern sculpture. And some great companies making scratchers that have replaceable scratching surfaces. That's something I'm always looking for. Because over time, it does get worn and it gets ratty. And that's not something people want in their house. They don't think that's pretty. So you want to find something that your cat will use and that you're
1: happy with and that you can easily clean it and replace it as needed. So it doesn't have to be your couch. You can find alternatives that make everybody happy. And I think that's what... Everybody needs to really understand we can coexist and we can all be happy and we can look good while we're doing it.
0: Yep, exactly. And you you tell them, no, you can't scratch on the sofa, but you have to give them the yes. Yes, you can scratch on this scratching post or this scratch pad or something. And you just show them that you show them. Where the no is, where the yes is, you might have to use the double-sided sticky tape on the sofa for a while to prevent them from scratching there while they're learning to use the new scratcher. But it's just a little bit of time and effort, and everybody will be happy in the end.
1: So I saw a client actually yesterday that has multiple cats, and we were talking about litter boxes and litter box issues, and of course, as a veterinarian, I hear a lot of things about litter boxes, and I'm so proud of Jackson Galaxy because he always steers people to their veterinarian to rule out medical causes of inappropriate urination first, because if there's a medical problem, all the ideas in the world are not going to fix it without the vet. But... This lady said she knew she needed litter box options and that kind of thing. But she said, I just don't want to put them out where all the people are. So you have some pretty cool ideas for ways to deal with litter boxes as well, don't you? Yes, and
0: absolutely, I agree. You have to start by going to the vet and making sure there are no medical problems. But obviously, once you've ruled that out, you want to start thinking about the placement of the litter box in the home. And there's sort of two things you have to consider here. You don't want it right in a high traffic area where a cat will be hesitant to use it because they're a little bit vulnerable when they're in litter box. But, so you want it out a little bit out of the way, but not so far out of the way that you never see it, you never think to go there to clean it. So there's kind of a happy medium. And especially for people who live in smaller spaces, the litter box is going to be ha- have to be part of the environment. So there are lots of options for attractive, easy-to-clean, functional litter boxes that are big enough for the cat to turn around in and stand up. That's really important. There are some really beautiful litter boxes and then furniture that you can hide a litter box in. But one of the biggest things that Jackson and I always say, when you're putting a litter box inside something, you have to make sure there's more than one entrance. If you're in a multi-cat household or in a dog-cat household or if there are small children, any opportunity for the cat to get trapped in the litter box. Could cause litter box problems down the road. So you have to think about that aspect of the design if you're going to conceal it some way. But we have tons of examples of DIY projects that people have done where they put the litter box in a really cool like a side table or a bench or something and you have openings on both ends. Good ventilation. It's big enough for the cat to go in and turn around. And sometimes you can even integrate supply storage in this litter box container so you have your extra litter your bags your scoop all right there nice and neat that's my favorite thing I like to really help people encourage them to organize the litter box area so that number one it works for the cat so they're comfortable using it and number two it works for you and again this goes back to catification being about both the cat and the human you have to make it easy on yourself so that you can scoop it regularly Have all the supplies you need right there, because if you have to run around the house looking for the broom and the dustpan and the scoop, then you're probably not going to scoop as often as possible. And that is such a huge key factor to getting the cat to use the litter box and to making it something you can live with. If you scoop it regularly, it will be not a problem and not an issue. So think about that when you're setting up your litter box area. So it can all be attractive and functional.
1: I'm so glad that you mentioned the litter box with multiple entrances and exits because I don't think people realize what it's like to be an animal who can be a prey item and they don't want to feel trapped and they don't like cages and they don't want to have no opportunity for escape. So that is an amazingly great tip as well as being organized and making it easy on yourself. I know my litter box habits are much better when it is easy to do. And I don't have a reason to procrastinate that. So we talked a little bit about whether or not cats might prefer a vertical scratch surface or a slanted scratch surface. But what about the vertical spaces? Because I think cats being able to get up and away from everything is super important. And I know you have a lot of great ideas along those lines.
0: Yes, so much of catification is centered around what we call the cat superhighway. And so the actual definition is of the superhighway is if you were to give yourself in an ideal world, give your cat a way to walk all the way around a room without touching the floor, that would be a wonderful thing for them because it gets them up in the air, which gives them a better perspective of their environment because, as we said, they're both predator and prey. So every time a cat walks into a room, they're kind of on alert of, you know, what can I get and what might get me? And being up higher helps them see that better. So this idea of the super highway, what we encourage people to do is to think about integrating existing furniture. So maybe just move around your furniture, you know, a side table up to a bookcase, up to a built-in pot shelf, and then look for gaps where you might want to connect and you might want to hang a cat shelf on the wall or use a tall cat tree in between because you want to keep it safe. Even though cats can jump really high and really far, we don't want to force them to do that, especially when they're up high. We want to give them a nice, easy range to go from one surface to the next. And all of those surfaces need to have non-slip material on top so I love using carpet tiles that you can cut really easily and they look nice and they don't fray or pieces of sizal rug or even yoga mats as one of my other favorite non-slip surfaces for catwalks because you can cut them very easily they're inexpensive and you just hold them down with a double-sided tape that way when the cat is jumping on and off they won't slip and hurt themselves. So start by looking around the room and saying, okay, where can my cat go? And sometimes they'll tell you. The cat will be sitting on the ground looking up at the top of that china cabinet thinking, oh, I wish I could get up there. Well, help them get up there. Clear off the clutter and designate that a cat surface. And that gives them this really great place to look out, look around the room, maybe add a soft bed up there. That's what we call creating a destination. You want your cat to climb up this superhighway and have a place to go maybe a big ledge under a window that's up high so they can look out. So those kinds of destinations, reasons for them to climb up there, keep them, you know, engaged. And again, we don't want to go too high. You want it to be safe. You want to always be able to reach your cat. So not too far above your head. And also for cleaning purposes. You need to get up there regularly to clean. And so don't go too high. Keep it accessible. Keep it safe and give them destinations and little rest stops along the way. And it's really fun. I have a lot of fun built in high shelves around my whole house and I love to just look up and see the cats sort of sitting everywhere and they're just so comfortable and content and they just that's just where they hang out.
1: Well, and it encourages them to exercise, too. If they can get all the way around your house without touching the ground, they're stretching and they're jumping and they're using their bodies. And that is a really positive thing for a cat's body and really for their brain, too. So I love your ideas along those lines. Great. Yes, exactly. And then you do have to keep in mind any cats with mobility issues or senior
0: cats. So as you create that highway, it may need to change over time. So we talk about this a little bit in the book needing to maybe incorporate some ramps or ramps that could be added and removed as needed as your cat population changes over time, and just thinking of it as a work in progress, all of your catification, but especially the superhighway. It doesn't have to all happen at once, number one. Don't get overwhelmed. And then number two, it's a changing process. As your cats change, as you add and and subtract cats from the household, you may need to move it around, change it, modify it. So people shouldn't get overwhelmed. They should just try something, just do something and then watch what your cat does and how they respond to it and then change it accordingly.
1: That is such an amazing idea. I encourage everybody to watch their cats because the cat's communicating all of the time and you said watch your cat and see where they look. Are they looking at the top of the china cabinet? That is such great advice. So here's something cool I want to get your input on. I have seen kind of a surge of late towards building a catio. So do you have any thoughts about catios because they're cool? Yes, catios are near and dear to my heart. Actually about Eight or nine years ago,
0: when I moved into the where I currently live, I definitely wanted a patio. So I chose my condo specifically because it has what I call good patio potential at the time. <laughs> and so it had a, a, an enclosed back courtyard, but it wasn't completely secure. So what I did was I extended the roof out and then enclosed the walls with a mesh that still lets the air and light through. And then I hung all of these shelves and climbing things and scratchers and I put the litter boxes out there. And there are two entrances and exits through two different doors. And the cats love it. They spend a ton of time out there. They get the fresh air. They can see, but they're safe. They can't get out and no one else can get in to harm them. And so at the time, I actually started researching catios. I had another website called Catio Showcase where I started looking for other people's catios around the country and it hadn't become all the rage. I know that in Portland, they actually do a catio tour once a year of some of the best catios in the town and people can go see and get inspired. But, you know, it can be anything from a small enclosure that's in your yard, you know, that you either put your cat in or maybe there's a connecting tunnel To a more elaborate, you know, entire enclosure like a, like a screened in porch or something. And some people already have that. As long as your cat can't get out and no other predators can get in, you know, you may already have a really nice enclosed area that you feel comfortable putting your cat out in and they'll be safe. Then go ahead and add those climbing pieces. And because it's outside, you may be able to add some other cat-friendly plants, things that are non-toxic. A water feature is fun to have out there. And then I always encourage people, if you have a big enough catio space, to have human furniture out there so you can spend time with the cat in their catio space. And it's just a really nice way to give them safe access to the outdoors.
1: And it gives you an opportunity to provide the play times because your cat wants to interact with you. You are a family member and having a great place to do that just encourages everybody to participate in some family time, I think.
0: Absolutely. That is a huge piece of this is that whole idea of spending time with your cats to observe them so that you can build what you need for them and then watching them use it. And the Cat Super Highway can be a great place to play with them with wand toys, you know, to, to encourage them to run around and jump and scratch and do all the things we are talking about. So, you know, use the catification as something that engages both of you. Totally.
1: I love the superhighway idea because you can hide treats and things to keep the cat engaged all along the superhighway, and I love to sort of, it's just fun for me to challenge my cat and, and find little puzzles and things for him to do, and I just think that that's such a super way to do that, and I'm so excited about all of your ideas. Is there any other tip or trick that you want to share with our listeners today? I think it's really, it's just a matter of being creative. This doesn't have to be expensive either.
0: You know, it can be simple DIY. If you do have more of a budget and want to hire a handyman or a builder to do something that's more elaborate in your home, go for it. And there are also sort of two approaches to how you build these things in your home for your cat. One would be where it's completely seamless and integrated into your decor, where you almost don't see it. You don't realize that's a cat shelf until all of a sudden the cat walks across the room. And so some people like to do it that way and where it's really subtle. And then some people like to celebrate that that is a cat perch or a cat scratcher or something. So there's, you know, beautiful, bright colors. It becomes a conversation piece when people come over. And that's sort of the goal of all of this. Ask yourself, if I have a dinner party and I have guests come over, will I feel like I need to hide this? Because that has been Traditionally, what most people do with their cat things, you know, you come over and there's sort of no sign that a cat lives in the house. Because there's nothing for the cat. That, that's the way a lot of cat owners in the past have done things, which just deprives them of a lot of that stimulation. And they're, it's really saying they're not a family member, a valued family member. But if you have a gorgeous cat tree in your living room and people walk in and say, wow, what is that? And then the cat's hanging out. They're really comfortable, even when guests are there. That's the goal. So you can do it in a different way that fits your budget, your style, but just do something. Just try something experiment and then and have fun with it that's really what I want everybody to do
1: I think you can find your own style and then you can align your style with your cat's personality and All of your ideas are the way to do that, to bring that all together. And I am so grateful for the time that you spent with us here today to share all of your extreme and amazing knowledge and style. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to reach out to us with ideas or just thoughts or comments about what we have talked about today. You can certainly find me on social media with Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and on my web website at drprim.com. Kate, is there anything else that you would like to add for the listeners today? Well, I'd love to have you follow me along at House Panther, which is spelled H A U S Panther dot com.
0: We have daily emails and all I do is scour the world for cool things for cats, ideas and inspiration for catification and environmental enrichment, products and beautiful things. And it's all about celebrating how far we've come in the world of, you know, loving cats and providing for them and giving them the very best lives we can. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you again. I'm so excited to get to talk to you and everyone else. Thank you for listening to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter, and I want everyone to have a perfect day. Let's talk pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.